The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sproat Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, and also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming, and from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Glee for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn, Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
What a glorious Sunday morning, viewers. So let's open the musical portion of the program with the Apostolic Faith Church Choir. And what a wonderful melody our church choir will perform as e they eagerly await to sing to the Lord the number entitled, The Joy of Heaven. The choir directed by Assistant Choir Director Pohaku Corder will be accompanied by Tiara Summers on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Led by the Spirit, guided with divine love, surely the Heavenly Father will keep His people wrapped in His loving grace. Thank you, choir. The church band at the direction of head pastor William M. Hahn, Jr. will perform their rendition of the song entitled, Through It All.
Our soloist for this morning is Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. His love for the Father knows no end. Nurtured in the house of the Lord, Tim has flourished and works diligently in many facets of the gospel work. Today he uses his gift of singing as he presents to you his rendition of the melody entitled Searchin'. Tim will be accompanied by Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. on the piano, Mason Asano Sr. and myself on the guitars, and Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, and Iris Locke on the drums. My head bowed down in sorrow The devil had me troubled within While I started out seeking salvation I had a hard time resisting temptation But I kept on searching till I found The King of Kings While I kept on searching, searching I kept on searching till I found him. I kept on searching, searching. I kept on searching till I found him. I kept on searching, searching. I kept on searching till I found him. He changed my heart. He changed my mind. He changed my mouth. He got into my feet. I kept on searching till I found the King of Kings. Looking high and low along that wandering way, my soul was full of longing until one glorious day. It was then my anticipation gave me way to sweet consolation, but I kept on searching till I found the King of Kings. While I kept on searching, searching, kept on searching till I found him. I kept on searching, searching, I kept on searching till I found him. I kept on searching, searching. I kept on searching till I found him. He changed my heart. He changed my mind. He changed my mouth. He got into my feet. I kept on searching till I found the King of Kings. While I kept on searching, searching, I kept on searching till I found him. I kept on searching, searching. I kept on searching till I found him. I kept on searching, searching. I kept on searching till I found him. He changed my heart. He changed my mind. He changed my mouth. He got into my feet. I kept on searching till I found the King of Kings. I kept on searching till I found the King of Kings. The born-again believer's experiences 
with the world bears no comparison to the victories and rewards from our Savior Jesus Christ. He alone makes the impossible happen. Only Jesus can take away the pain, the heartache, the sorrow, and in turn bring peace, joy, and happiness. Singing their second and final number for today will be the church choir, and they will, be, they will sing the melody entitled, Joy in My Heart. Please sing along with the choir as you see the words appear on your television screen.
trumpet section of the church band are now standing ready to play the number where he leads I'll follow. The vocal group, the Jubilees, under the direction of Amelia Hahn, will raise the roof as they sing the melody entitled, Every Time I Feel the Spirit. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate today's number to a wonderful, faithful sister in the Lord, Mrs. Desiree Poha of Hilo, Hawaii. Desi, as she is affectionately known, was raised in the Lord and the gospel work and has diligently served our Heavenly Father through the years. She continues her dedication by bringing her children to the Lord, assuring their salvation by teaching and raising them in the Lord, and her faith remains firm as her grandchildren now sit by her side in God's house. Desi, 
Your good works will be remembered by the Savior. Continue to live for Him, and He will continue to bless you and your household abundantly, pressed down, overflowing. Have a beautiful Sunday and a glorious week. Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts be now viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And also from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KJBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. 
If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter Aitin Loe in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, and by Pastor Lahendro Espera in Balogo, Pikawain, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Trustee Associate Pastor Edwin Sproul Sr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Melvin. Yes, dear television viewers, it is very important to keep in touch with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our Savior and Master. And although many of us may try our best to love Him and to pursue His righteousness, we still fall short of the glory of God. Therefore, it is our prayer that as you join with us each Sunday in our weekly Kingdom of God crusade telecasts, it will enable you to strengthen your vows to the Lord Jesus Christ and to maintain the spiritual desire to make ourselves right with Him in all things. Hence, we know that one day soon, you will become an instrument of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify of His goodness and mercy to others. Please join me in the reading of God's Word in today's sermon entitled, Spiritual Relationships in Christ Jesus. We find Jesus at this point in time with His ministry was centered in Jerusalem, which is the very city where He would be put to death on the cross of Calvary to redeem the sins of all mankind. God's Word, the Bible, describes the numerous men, women, and children that He healed from amongst the multitudes that followed Him. These miraculous healings pointed to Jesus Christ as the mighty physician who has never lost a case. However, the primary focus of his mission on earth was to preach the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God and to seek and to save the souls in this lost and dying world. Many today are familiar with Moses and Elijah who were with Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration as described in Matthew 17, 3 through 5, that reads, And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, 
a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. My beloved Son refers to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ at that time knew exactly what lay ahead of him. And he also knew what he must do during the final leg of his earthly journey. Jesus Christ also had great compassion as he instructed his disciples before his departure from them. And he willingly accepted his God-given purpose to die on the cross of Calvary for you and for me to redeem us all from our sins, inherited from Adam and Eve who sinned in the Garden of Eden. Yes, dear television viewers, the Lord Jesus Christ came to earth to save all mankind and to call every man, woman, and child unto him in full repentance. The term repentance, therefore, is to express godly sorrow for our sins and to believe the gospel good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. When we come to Jesus Christ in full repentance and are baptized and filled with God's Holy Spirit, our sins are removed as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. A man named Nicodemus, who was a ruler of the Jews, came to Jesus Christ by night seeking the salvation of his soul, and he received this new birth commandment. As we read in John 3, verses 3 through 4, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? In John 3, 5, Jesus commanded Nicodemus and all mankind, saying, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ also concluded in John 3, 6 and 7, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. Being born of water means that we must all be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And being baptized in water signifies the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And being born of the Spirit means that we must all speak in God's unknown tongue to confirm that we have received the infilling of God's Holy Spirit. The Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem preached this sermon to the Jews who were present in Acts 2, 36 to 37 that reads, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter 
and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter responded in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In Acts 2.39, we find God's ongoing promise, it reads, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Yes, dear, tele dear television viewers, the Lord Jesus Christ is calling every man, woman, and child to come and accept his plan of salvation today for tomorrow may be too late. And in Acts 4.12, it confirms the saving power and authority vested in the name of Jesus Christ. It reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus Christ is God's only saving name, that can forgive and remit our sins, thereby giving us the promise to receive eternal life in heaven above. The Pharisees and scholars of that day were always trying to trap Jesus Christ with the words of his teaching. And they came to ask him a question about divorce. Matthew 19.3 denotes this dialogue. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Jesus Christ answered in Matthew 19, verses 4 through 6, And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made male and female and said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. Marriage is God's union of one man and one woman according to God's word, and is not a union of persons of the same sex. The Lord Jesus Christ defined marriage as a divine institution between one man and one woman before God. God first created the man Adam and put him down in the Garden of Eden. He then created the first woman Eve out of the rib of Adam and brought her to Adam, and she became his wife. Genesis 2.18 confirms this. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him an helpmeet for him. In Genesis 2.21-23, it further states, And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, 
This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Today, some men have taken on more than one wife. Some may call it spare ribs, such as a mistress or a sidekick. But this is a sinful act in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself. For the Lord Jesus Christ intended that a man is to leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, and they are to be one flesh. This husband and wife relationship is sacred in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so is the parent-child relationship, which is also a blessed relationship unto him. A grown man physically and emotionally moves away from his parent-child relationship and begins a more intimate husband-wife relationship with his spouse in marriage to accomplish the God-given commandment, what God had joined together, that no man to put asunder. The Pharisees then asked Jesus Christ in Matthew 19, 7 through 8, it reads, they say unto him, why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? He said unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke very plainly in Matthew 19, 9, it reads, And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery, and whoso marrieth her which is put away doth commit adultery. There are two important things pertaining to the marriage contract which must be observed. First, it states in Romans 7:2, for the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. And the second is adultery or fornication that is committed by either the man or the woman in a marriage relationship, as we just read above in Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. Furthermore, the scribes and the Pharisees again came unto Jesus Christ in John 8, 3 through 5, and the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when he had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? Listen to how the Lord Jesus Christ responded in John 8, 6 through 9. This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as, thou, as though he heard them not. And when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. 
And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. In John 8, verses 10 through 11, we read further. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. The Lord Jesus Christ forgave this woman and cautioned her to go and sin no more. Hence, we should not endeavor to make the same mistake twice. And today's generation commonly refers to adultery as an affair. We as faithful parents in the Lord should also carefully advise our children concerning finding the right mate or person to marry by asking them to commit this request unto the Lord Jesus Christ and let him show them who and when one should enter into the marriage relationship. Marriage should be based upon a deep love for the Lord Jesus Christ, each other, and we must maintain a mutual respect for one another that will last for a lifetime. Hence, those who enter into the marriage relationship must remember that the Lord Jesus Christ is the third party in every marriage relationship. And we must always put him first in our daily lives upon this earth. Two people who love the Lord Jesus Christ will have a better relationship as compared to two non-Christian people who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ and have not made him a part of their daily lives. In other words, it is always the best advice to marry someone in the faith who has a strong love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hence, having a Christ-centered relationship will be a total blessing in the long run, especially as they begin a spiritual relationship within the church. The Lord Jesus Christ must always be the head of the house, the unseen guest at every meal, and the silent listener to every conversation. As a husband and a wife with children, we should always live for him every day and let him lead and guide the family in everything that we say and do in this life. Matthew 19, 13 through 15 explains the Lord Jesus Christ's relationship with little children. It reads, Then were they brought unto him little children that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer the little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. The gospel of the kingdom of God includes the love of the Lord Jesus Christ for all mankind and especially for the little children. So let us teach them to follow him into Sunday school 
and throughout their adult lives by accepting his plan of salvation and the promise of eternal life with him. When a child reaches the age of accountability, which is about the age of seven years, he or she begins to know the difference between right and wrong. And that is when they are able to make a decision to accept the Lord Jesus Christ by being baptized, by immersion in water in his name, and being filled with his Holy Spirit. Spiritual relationships must include parties who are able to communicate with each other and are able to see past their own faults and self-interests, being willing to forgive and to forget one another, just as the Lord Jesus Christ forgave the woman found in adultery. Hence, the Lord Jesus Christ is our greatest example to follow because of his love for mankind as his creation and coming to earth to redeem every man, woman, and child from their sins. He is only a prayer away, and we can call upon him to help us all through the enmity, strife, and every relationship we encounter in our daily lives. John 15, 12 through 14 denotes the love of Jesus Christ taught to his disciples on his way to the Garden of Gethsemane. It reads, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. The Lord Jesus Christ is our counselor who is able to mend every broken relationship because it is an important fact to realize that no one is perfect and there are no perfect marriage relationships. No, not one. However, the Lord Jesus Christ is with us in every situation to help us when we call upon his name Jesus and plead for his blood to cover us always. Matthew 10, 17 through 22 portrays the example of a young man coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way. Sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. The young man could not put Jesus Christ first in his life and instead went away grieved, thinking his possessions were too great a sacrifice to give up. However, when the Lord Jesus Christ asks us to follow him, we must drop everything and pursue our spiritual relationship with him. 
The Apostle Paul exhorts in 1 Timothy 6, 9 through 10, but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The Lord Jesus Christ gives us this final exhortation in 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Our spiritual relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is our greatest possession, and it must be first and foremost in our daily lives. Hence, we will be prepared to respond when the Lord Jesus Christ calls us up saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Till our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edwin Sproat Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church band will close the program with a number entitled, The Royal Telephone.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.